on Ben Shapiro's Sunday special, he weighs the health crisis versus the economic crisis due to COVID-19. So we're going to do the same on this show from our perspective. We're going to weigh both issues, uh, get into a little bit of a back and forth about the subject and kind of really delve deep into what we think is more important or what needs to happen. And then we're going to get into a little bit more of a lighthearted topic based on business and creativity. And we're going to give you nine people from the realm of hip hop. And we're going to choose who we would if we could have a business and creative conversation with. And it's all based off of a meme. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair. And our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter. Follow us at Hanging with Apes. Go on over to our website. That's HangingWithApes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. So, yeah, two topics. Um, the, the health crisis versus the economic crisis. We're going to get into that first, and then we're going to end it off a little bit more lighthearted and hypothetical and delve into some theories about business and creativity uh the subject matter that you're more so used to from this show before all of this COVID-19 stuff transpired not to say that it's not important not to say that we're not going to keep you updated on it but obviously you know it's good to detour away from that subject every so often because this seems like this is going to be you know, uh, to by and large, you know, the personal protective equipment, the washing our hands, the the six feet of space, social gatherings, a lot of that stuff might be the, the norm for a little bit. Yep. And it's uh, something that is a little bit hard for some people to wrap their, their mind around. How are you coping with the new norm? I mean, I'm kind of used to it now. Um Obviously, we're preparing and good things that we've been doing and maybe information that people could use is uh, we've been looking and comparing like on Amazon and on eBay as far as like reusable masks. So like anyone that listens to us that might be an essential employee and is working right now, let's say you're in a grocery store, let's say you're in law enforcement, let's say you're in the medical field. Uh, we, we actually saw some pretty good deals on, on reusable masks like cloth masks that you could wash all. Uh, what what's the? Uh, it's like the P PM two point five yeah. filter masks. Those those are the filters, and uh, they have YouTube videos of them being tested. Yeah, like against um, like dust, debris, and stuff like that. And another thing you can do at home. This is nothing scientific or anything like that, but the logic is sound. If you have something aerosol. Obviously, you don't want to spray the material that you're going to be using. But if you have spare material to know if that material is worthy enough to protect you, you could spray aerosol and like you could see if it goes in, if it bounces off and like how the material reacts Mm -hmm. to what you're spraying. Because obviously 
the aerosol is like it. You can liken it to the droplets that would come if somebody sneezes or coughs yeah. and whatnot. And then it'll bounce. And we actually just ran a little test here before we did it. And two sheets of higher quality bounty will actually do really good, you know, protecting. Now, granted, that's not we're this is not no no FDA, no CDC yeah. approval no. or anything. But if you're in a bind, you don't have the yes. money to buy PPE because things are so expensive right now or you can't go on Amazon or eBay because things are so expensive right now or you just generally don't find yourself with access to this stuff. There's not a lot of shortage of paper towels and yeah. it can be used. And then also... It's better to have some protection than no protection. Than, than nothing. And yeah. also it's disposable. You're done with it. Just throw it away. Don't even worry about preserving yeah. it or anything like that. And I found that it also goes a long way in terms of things that like you got to use your hands for like doorknobs and stuff. Yes. You can, you can use paper towel. You know what I'm saying? I, no. I, we tested bounty. That's a higher quality paper towel. The, and it, you, uh, the, is you put oh, yeah. the quicker picker up? No. It, yeah, it is. Bounty is the quicker picker up. Yeah. Man, them commercials ain't no fucking lie, man. <laughs> and I remember when I was a kid, the commercials and I never tried it. I don't know why, because like, I've always done like them little home experiments, but in the commercial where they would like have the faucet running and put the sheet of bounty under the faucet and it would hold the water yeah. almost like a cup, like a receptacle for a certain time before it broke. Yeah. So that, I mean, that in and of itself shows you that if it can retain water to that degree yeah. or, or like sauce or like thicker yeah. consistency stuff, you know, it's just some, some to put out there in terms of if you're in a bind, you don't have proper equipment and stuff yep. like that. Like, it's something that you can use. Air filters, too. Like, that's another one that we saw, like, some YouTube videos on where yeah. people were actually buying air filters, like the furnace air filters, taking them off the little screen that they're on mm -hmm. and then using those as well. So it's like, you know, it, well, it's well, you likened it to kind of like the tweet that uh, Charlemagne had. What was the it, tweet? it was it was uh, I don't remember it verbatim, but he was saying something along the lines of if you are poor or you grew up poor now is your time because you're used to reusing things you're used to repurposing certain things because you know you know what it's like to go without and obviously we grew up with a lot of without access to certain things so you know we we have that mindset um yeah and then also if if you're a little bit ocd now is your time also because you're already conscientious about certain surfaces that you touch, certain things that you just didn't do normally. So, you know, yeah. apply that. And if 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 what you apply you see has helped it helped you or yielded good results for you, you could like give a little bit of tips and pointers to other people yeah. that you might see doing the wrong thing. Like when motherfuckers are constantly telling people, don't cough in your hands, cough in your elbow, all that type of stuff. And, you, and you're finding that people still struggle with that, but, yeah. you know, the constant reminder can help. Yeah, yeah. And we are creatures of habit. but Especially like, if you have kids. Like, yeah. imagine, like, kids touching doorknobs, this and that, handles, all that stuff. So all of that stuff can Yeah, it's can a perfect moment going. to get your kids, like, to kind of understand that that's something that just should be, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, 
but yeah, just in case some prices, uh, I saw like some masks for like six bucks, like the reusable ones. And then I got like a hundred piece, uh, PM 2.5 filters that go in those for like 30 bucks, which is not bad. So if you do have a little bit of, you know, money that you would want to spend on something like that. And, and the cool thing about those filters is if you, you can make a homemade, like you could use a scarf or something, you know? And and then just put that filter over it. You're you're good. So just that's just a f- quite a few ways you could kind of be innovative and and not have to break the bank and pay you know crazy amounts of cash for for N95 somewhere else. You know. Yeah. So that that's not bad. Now with that being said, though, mm-hmm. I would like to say something about paying crazy prices for N95s and latex gloves and and whatever whatever it may be in my internet travels as of late looking for just various things or maybe not even personally looking for it but just sort of gauging the market lysol and 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 wipes and and what have you i've found that a lot of people are reporting price gougers And I found that a lot of people, they're giving them really bad ratings, this, that, and the other. Now, the rating system is designed for you to rate and comment on the product or the seller. But the rating system, as far as I know, has never been put in place for you to comment or make a uh, uh, have a discrepancy with the price because the price is what it is either you buy it or you don't buy it and so there's a lot of heat coming down on price gougers and and i'm not a price gouger i don't resell anything but there is a market out there for resale and people are coming down on these price gougers but the the reality is is that sometimes price gouging allows it where there can be a supply more of a supply for everyone Consider this a moment, if you will, just a a product that everybody is familiar with, toilet paper. You have videos and, 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 and comments and people talking about how people are hoarding toilet paper, buying all the toilet paper, a bunch of toilet paper. There was even one video online where a lady pretty much is filling a pickup truck of toilet paper. Now, granted... That's a situation where she's creating a, a, a scenario where there's not enough to go around. But now, had that toilet paper been $10, $12, $15 a roll, yeah. which would be considered price gouging, she may be more inclined to only buy what she needs. Yeah, yeah. And then, guess what? There's more to go around. So, before you demonize price gougers, look at supply and demand. It's it's what drives the market and most cases the market will correct itself if p if yeah. there's less of a demand for it the price will naturally drop i actually did a little experiment if you did you go on StockX or goat to see like the prices of shoes actually dropped i i haven't yeah I haven't. like they haven't dropped like drastically and then there's still those that are like a thousand bucks and 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 for those that don't know StockX and goat is like a it's an app where you buy shoes on resale so so someone buys them and if there's a market for them they sell them so they buy them for 200 they might sell them for 500 so like when this all started the 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 prices well about two three weeks in i started noticing because i I was just curious like 
what the prices were and then like stuff that was usually let's say 350 or 400 was now 200 now now it's going for the price that you would have bought it in the store for that's because people aren't worried about shoes they're worried about surviving exactly the covid or 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 shit trying to find a new job during this time so so it's like like you said the market does correct itself in, in that way um it's it's the natural course of things and that's what makes you as an individual the one that picks what you buy too so oh shit i don't like think for a moment like when you've ordered food or you've ordered something online and maybe you paid a little bit more why did you pay a little bit more the convenience exactly so it's the convenience the oh well shit i can't find it anywhere i'll i'll pay you know like the the, the those masks for example we probably we paid 10 bucks six bucks for for some they were probably like three bucks before yeah. But I mean, they went up in price, and and given the circumstance, ten bucks is definitely worth it, yeah. as opposed to you know, fucking not having it, <laughs> right? Especially for a product that we've looked at, researched, and saw that across the board, it seems to work pretty well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, just like before, like their shoes, and and I'm only going with shoes just to kind of. This is something that I that, that, that I was looking at uh, recently. And, and it is a good example that you're using shoes because shoes is a subject of a vast resale market. I mean, yeah. by our last research that we did on the resale market of shoes, it's about a billion dollar industry. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I mean, it's that's, that's something like to, to, to look at and be like, damn, you know, that's Holy a lot shit. of money. Of resale shoes. That's not the initial sale. It's a billion dollars in resale. Yeah. And, and I mean, no one really penalizes them, you know? Like, there's Jordans. Like, the the Virgil Abloh, like, the, off, the off-white the off Jordan ones the, the with the, the, sh- the breads. Mm-hmm. I would love to have those. But I am not paying $3,000 for that. But on resale, that sells for $3,000. Or even more drastic than that, our beloved Back to the Future shoes. Oh. God. Those are like what well, I think the last time I looked in my size, they were like twenty five grand. Yeah. Well, well, the older ones, because the newer ones, they light up and all that shit. So those are actually going for forty. Forty grand. 000. Yeah. Wow. So the- and which and if <laughs> if if I was a multi 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 millionaire, I in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. not gonna lie to you. I mean, I say that now, but like. In the event, I would probably still be like, man, that I could fucking invest that money and yeah. make more money. But I, I, it's just, yeah, it's it's crazy. In a heartbeat at twenty five thousand, at forty thousand, I still probably even if I was a maybe if I was a billionaire at forty thousand. Yeah. But if I'm a multi 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 millionaire at twenty five thousand, I I I live with it. It's cool. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like especially it being Back to the Future shoes. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Come on, but 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 there you go. Like. There and but there's people out there that are paying three thousand dollars for you know off white Jordan one breads. Why are they doing that? Well, that's because they want it, and 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 and, th- and there's enough people buying it where the person selling it deems it like cool to to leave it at three thousand. I'll leave it at three thousand. So I mean, you can't get mad at. I'm not going to be mad if someone has them and I don't because I that's a choice that I made. I'm not going to spend that. 
Right. You know, or in some cases I can't spend that. Yeah. Yeah. So, or I can't justify spending because I might be able to spend it, but I can't justify to myself spending it. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm sure like those $40,000 back to the future. <clears throat> well, I know you can spend that. I just don't think you in your mind can justify yourself <laughs> spending that, but I know you can. Yeah. Just like, you know, I can, but yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Though. Hell like, no. I'm not going to justify no but, and I, I know other people that can also, but they won't justify. My point is, is that nobody looks at it like that or just, or, or nobody looks at it as price gouging when people are paying over $600 car notes yeah. a month. Oh, it's like, well, because if you think about that $600 car note, that means that that car was priced consistent with having a $600 car note. Is yeah. that not price gouging? No, because that's the thing. They're saying that it's price gouging because it's this is at a time of a, of a health crisis. But, I mean the rules of the market still apply because if there was no law, like right now, if there was like total lawlessness, like let's say this was like a zombie apocalypse or something like that, or this was something far more deadlier where the essential services would crash, like something like Ebola, like an Ebola outbreak where yeah. the mortality rate is like 40%. You're yeah. Then you're talking about no lawlessness because paramedics are not going to go to work. Doctors, nurses, yeah. uh, Police are not going to go work. And now you have total lawlessness. Let's hope you're not in New the, York. The principles of of price gouging would reign supreme. Yeah. Be, yeah. And, and like and it would be for almost every product, not just like the, you know, cans of Lysol and, and, and what have you. So that's something to be, that's something to consider because the reality is, is if you are complaining about a price gouger, all you're doing is taking that product away from somebody that would have paid probably for it. Yeah. Where you're not going to end up getting it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. By complaining, you're not going to get the product anyway. So now what I'm seeing a lot of eBay doing is they're just pivoting to to bidding. And what's crazy is about the bidding is it's getting even crazier. Like the, the prices for the bidding is getting even crazier than what the price gouging payments were. So, for instance, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. I saw earlier, like it was like a care package, if you will. It was 80 wipes of Clorox or 80 wipes of Lysol, two cans of Lysol, and some sort of spray. The guy was selling that whole little package yeah. for $80, that whole little package. So... I looked at it and I was scrolling and I saw it and then I and then as I scrolled up it said this item has been removed, right? Yeah. It got removed. So then I looked and then it it said uh due to a complaint or whatever. So somebody yeah. had had made a complaint to eBay and said, "Oh, look at this person is price gouging." So now that same seller within I don't know maybe 10 minutes reposted the product, but this time for bid. So before what was first come, first served, like the first motherfucker that pays me $80 is going to get this young ass care package, yeah. this disinfect package. Now he was all right. It ain't going to be first come, first serve. 
like it would be at the store. Now it's going to be, it's going to go to the highest bidder because yeah. the laws of, I guess the laws of price gouging don't apply to a bid. No, You could bid whatever you want for it because yeah. it, it's, it's a bunch of people competing for that product. Yeah. Well, what was $80 ended up selling for over $200. God. So that's what I'm saying yeah. is like, is so imagine. Like, he was thinking by, by his these, overhead. Uh, huh? He was thinking of just an overhead out of his whole supply now. Here. Now that his overhead is way higher for being reported, you ended up helping him. Really, you ended up helping him. Yeah. Somebody that really, what were they doing that was that was that malicious? Because some people would argue that the malicious thing would be to hoard all that stuff for his family. Like, yeah. oh, I'm not gonna sell it. I, no, like the way he's like, well, I don't need all of this. I'm I stay at home or whatever the case. I'm gonna sell it. It could do somebody some good. Yeah. Obviously, I'm gonna get compensated for it. But if somebody like a nurse. Or, or 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 an officer or somebody that works where the supplies are low yeah. to them that eighty dollars might be a godsend to pay eighty dollars for that yeah. and now you just fucked them out of paying for that yeah. and now somebody who has way more money is like oh, yeah let me get that let me get that and it might not even be a thing to them so that's the thing sometimes people they live so much in their own little box that they don't really see the great picture of everything yeah and then imagine if because the comments are all are stuff like, oh, this is predatory on the poor. My family needs this stuff, this, that, and the other. But the true price of anything is what somebody is willing to pay for it. And yeah. imagine if stores, like let's say stores started going up in price because they wanted to, to, to prevent people from hoarding. So you know what? They like the example that I gave about the toilet tissue earlier. We're going to start going up in the price in toilet yeah. tissue. We're going to start going up in the price in like soap and things like that because we're finding that people are hoarding it yeah. or whatever the case. Or because don't let that 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 like, oh, w limit one per customer shit fool you yeah. because there's motherfuckers that have big families that could just take everybody and, and like rack up. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then it might just be you with your elderly mom at home who you got to take care of who can't go to the store. And now somebody who really needs it, you only could get one thing yeah. of this shit. So but now by the price going up. It doesn't matter because it levels the playing field across the board. Either you're going to pay it or you're not. Yeah, yeah. But imagine imagine if, if stores started doing, all right, well, since we're not going to, since we can't, we can't, um, um, uh, we can't go up in the price. Then what we're gonna do is like we're we're gonna auction the stuff off. Now nobody is gonna get this shit. Just yeah. people with big money are gonna get it. So sometimes you gotta think a little bit different. Well, the psychology behind it all too. Yeah, you know? because like we're all going to decide what we deem the price should be about something. Now initially you might be like oh, I'm not paying that, but then you see ten people pay for that. And then I'm like, fuck, that shit's selling, and I need it, and now it doesn't seem so unreasonable. Like, it's really like the psychology of, of the, that's what the marketplace psychology is. It's just like, where there's a necessity, it's there, there's a price, you choose what you pay. If not, then there's the competitors, and so on and so 100%, forth. 100%, and I'll give you an example of that, and this was, you know, in, 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 a, normal, in a normal time, I can't tell you. How many times, like at my buildings, people would, would be like, oh, you're going to pay somebody for that? You're going to pay some? Why are you going to pay somebody for that? And again, that's like the small thinking. Yes, I'm going to pay somebody for that yeah. because 
the time that it would take me to do this is more valuable to yeah. me than what I am paying the person or how do you know I'm not paying multiple people to do multiple things? Ergo, it's like I've multiplied myself. Yeah. So where one of me can only be in one place at one time, I've created it where there's like five of me yeah. because the money is serving as my representative and it's doing what I yeah. need things I what I needed to do to get things done. And That's sort of like the Steve Steve Jobs mentality where he didn't feel like he needed to know how to build a computer or no. write code. Or write anything. No, like I'll get the people to do it. I'm the one that's putting this all together. Yeah. To I'm me, the, the philosophy. To, to me, it this all. is more valuable than like, okay, you're good at writing code. Okay, that's your lane. You're good at building. That's your lane. But yeah. the value to in his perspective was getting all that shit and putting yeah. it together. He's the composer. Exactly. So sometimes, sometimes I think people get to get tunnel vision or or too yeah. one track minded. And and if you think a little bit outside of things, outside of the box, rather, you can sort of see a little bit of a different picture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And I guess without the pro price gouging, I didn't even think of that till you mentioned it is just put it for bid. You'll right. probably and make more. You make more. You will make more because yeah. I've seen it with my own eyes. And then it's just like the people that are, I wonder how fucked up they feel. Like you were complaining about the prices before. And you thought, oh, it was unattainable. Now it's really unattainable. So good luck. You know, you know what I'm saying? Good job doing doing that. Yeah. That shit is wild. What um well before I get into the questions. So today I was watching the Ben Shapiro Sunday special, and it was a very good special. He talked to a doctor that was very heavily weighing in on the health crisis. He was talking to a, another doctor slash professor that was weighing, like he was taking more of the middle ground and then he talked to an economist that was weighing the economic crisis. And so you sort of got three perspectives of, of this whole situation. And uh, he was asking some really good questions. Right now, as it currently stands with the, the numbers as they are now, and you know we're over 300,000 cases, we're on the brink of 10,000 deaths, where are you with that? Like, what do you weigh more heavily, the health crisis or the economic crisis? Um, well, before I, I answer that, I've completely forgotten I wanted to do this because I just want to share this information. If, if you're a nurse... Uh, if you go to www, well, we're from Chicago, so obviously the set, the website that was sent to all our phones um, was for Illinois, but it's uh, www.serve.illinois.gov, and that way you can you know see any way that you can volunteer, and it's not only just for medical people. I mean, like for example, they had a uh, let me see if I can. They had the Salvation Army. They had uh, American Red Cross like volunteer work from like our mm -hmm. like we're not in the medical field but we can donate blood yeah. i'm sure they're gonna do their screening and make sure you don't have covid or, or anything like that and then that way you could help uh because that is kind of hard for the red cross to draw blood like before they used to have blood drives well, that's not good right now yeah so 
just go to their website. Actually, you could go to the website that I that I just said, and it has all the links. And then, uh, or the Salvation Army Emergency Disaster Services, you could help out that way. So there's there's different ways you can help. You don't have to be in the medical field, but just want to share that. Now, as far as your question, um, I feel, and I think we've talked about this before, as far as weighing weighing the two and see. The thing of it is, is this, and it's not biased. It's actually not biased because like during this whole ordeal, we've gotten by pretty well. And that's obviously because we've, we've planned our, as as far as our finances and and we've been prepared, but uh, obviously from the information that we've shared um, on economics and stuff like that, not a lot of people have. Right. And the I feel right now the thing that's going to hurt us the most is if the economy doesn't open up. So I do feel that we should start taking and obviously I'm not saying discount all the information we know medically um or you know just hey, just get the economy running let's go. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying let's look at what we know, collect information cuz right now I think overall or is this just an Illinois thing? Uh, everything is closed until the 30th of April? Yeah, well, that's the the nationwide consensus. Nationwide. Yeah, so we have until the 30th. We have a lot of information. And that's as of now. Who yeah. knows if sometime down the road they extend that. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, I would think that that's going to be even worse. Yeah. In the long run. Because, like, if you think about everything that's happening... More and more people could get it. More, I mean, it seems that even from the numbers, hundred to a hundred thousand to two hundred fifty thousand deaths could could be the number. Um, we're gonna have to be a lot more responsible. Social distancing, washing hands, um, you know, have. I mean, just be sanitary in every in every which way. Be socially conscious. So if you want to go out somewhere maybe restaurants should be like oh people could be here but we're gonna space them out yeah space them out maybe one table and then leave an empty table another table and then do takeout or or, or have like different like waiting systems where maybe like there's like a a, like a tablet at the table and the the waiter only really comes out when it's necessary something or they put the food somewhere for you and you go grab it like a different system yeah just be innovative but also don't let people starve because that's that's another thing too this is a health crisis and yes we're already in the shit but the longer that we prolong the lockdown for people the the worse the recession will be there will be a recession how bad how long are we are we going to be out so I, I think there has to be like like for example uh, a couple days ago the Trump uh, administration said, well, we recommend you wear a mask when you go out. That's great. So if you're going to go to the shopping mall, as the shopping mall and, and the owner of the facility say, well, you have to wear a mask. You know, bring your mask. And, and that's that's something responsible, something that any everybody could do. Yeah. Doesn't, you know. I could see that being a thing, too, that airlines implement. Like, yeah, yes. well, here's, here's your mask yeah. before you get on the plane. 
I I went to a gasoline station. They said uh, gloves available uh, by request. So if I needed, if I wanted uh, latex gloves, they would supply me. Yeah. yeah. So not only, you know, and, and and another thing too, it's like if you start making this like the norm, people will just have their stuff anyway. So you, yeah. what you have will be like a reserve in case someone forgot theirs or go to the security, you know, outside and they'll give you one. But things, I think that's very realistic. Also, the flip side of what you're saying is, I feel like that all of, all of what you're saying is great. Like in terms of like once things go back to somewhat normal and those supplies become readily available. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to keep a box of latex gloves in my car. Keep a few masks. It's yeah. flu season, this, that, and the other. We were having a phone conversation, and I was saying that might just be something that I start to implement, like I see many Asian cultures do regularly. And like yeah. not just Asian cultures over in Asia. Like You see the Asians over here doing that. Like If yeah. you go to Chinatown, you're liable to see a lot of people with masks. And, and that was before the whole COVID-19 thing. Yeah. And just because it's one of those things, it's like, all right, well, who knows how many viruses and little things that I could minimize that contribute to me getting sick. So I think that could be the norm once things uh, go back to like, you know, once those things become readily available. But because it's such a shortage, I think one thing that would behoove, obviously, first responders, you know, uh, the medical system, everything like that is... Obviously, just being more precautious with yourself. Like if if you are going to touch something, make sure you're washing your hands. If you get the chance to disinfect to prevent cross contaminations. So even if your face and your hands are bare yeah. with the mindset that, all right, well, it's better that those people have as much of that equipment as possible. Yes. If I'm just going to the store or I'm just making a run here or there, do I really need that stuff? If I'm by myself, can I just wash my hands, avoid touching my face, yes. getting from point A to point B and from point B back to point A? Soap kills it. Exactly. And then and then you'll have you'll develop less of a fear of like the unknown at the same time be utilizing yeah. precious resources to those that need it. You know what I'm saying? But I think what you're saying is very applicable back when we get back to like you go to Home Depot and there's no shortage of three M and yes. ninety five masks like there used to be. Yeah. Because the reason the reason that I even have any is because obviously like with with my with my properties and stuff, I kept a few in, in my property. in in my trunk. Yeah. But it they were so readily available. I'm like, all right, let me pick up a few of these in the event yeah. that I need it. At some point. I'm doing something, cover my face up. Yeah. And now like those shits are too precious because <laughs> They're nowhere yeah. to be found. Yes. Or you're going to pay $300 for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My point is that now is not the time. You you want the people, if you're going to pay the high markup, well, then, like I said, then that's okay because you're only going to get what you really need. But if, they're, if they become readily available during the time of crisis, you really want those for the people yes. that that need them. Yeah. Furthermore, I would like to say that how can anybody have anything bad to say about so many businessmen and capitalism when you see so many of them stepping up to yes. from making masks yeah. 
Do you saw what Robert Kraft did? He he no. he flew. Oh yes, he got the Patriots plane. I was gonna message you that and, and brought a uh, I don't know how the exact number, but a lot of masks to New York. Yes, yeah. You know, for first responders and whatnot. That so it it's so wild. And then you know we're not gonna we're not here to gloat, but like you and I, we have we're doing our own thing. Yeah. For 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 certain people and stuff like that. So, like. Like, like that yeah. i mean help, but, plan, my, yeah. but right like all of that plan help and everything like that but my thing is the the sentiment of 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 eat the rich and like the bernie bros and all that like what do you have to say now do you yeah, yeah. like what do you or what are you going to say after this i mean they'll definitely have something to say as stupid as it sounds and as useless of 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 whatever they have to say just just shut up during a time like this and you know what I realized? Well, I was I was watching, and I, we're, I, oh, I, want, go I ahead. want to bring up one thing that you mentioned, uh-huh. which you haven't mentioned, and I thought that was a great idea. And I would like to see politicians talking about this because not only are like a lot of first responders doing their part and going above and beyond, I think this would show that. You know, they're appreciated, but also would stimulate the economy on a positive note, having like a tax cut for first responders. Like, oh, because, yeah. you know, they're going to be working so much. Like, they're, I mean, there was this thing that well, the, the reason why I had that website mm-hmm. it was all our phones were doing that little ringing thing and yeah. seeing, like, oh, a step up to serve. How badass would it be where they cut taxes? And, and you had mentioned that, and I was like, man, that's a great idea. Yeah. Cut, ta- cut their taxes on, on their overtime or whatever. Like, find something out. Make yeah. it work. And, as, and that, as, yeah. as, a, as a thank you, as a thank you, and as... Um, a little boost. As, as a little boost. Yeah. Well, I think, by and large, that's something that's going to have to be prevalent to, to bring the economy back is... Uh, give big tax cuts across the board. Yeah. I think that 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 can cuz I think a big tax cut can be the difference between a business that's going to shut down and like that little jolt that they need to bring them back to life and then get things yeah. back running like the engine starts and then when they take off and then you know the tax cut won't last forever but like maybe a, a one or two year tax cut or or like it'll gradually go up to where it's at. Also or yeah, maybe a five-year gradual. Yeah, and, and man, I, I, I would like to see a little bit of reform after this. Like, like if the Democrats are going to go so far as to like implement all their little garbage here and there, yeah. what I would like to say, as a as a leaning more to the right when it comes to the economy, is I don't know. I'd like to see more flat taxes. Like, yeah. like I don't know, maybe. The taxes that you have when you buy your house or a yeah. property stay that way until you sell it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Something along those lines. Like, well, entitlement reform too is going to be very key now because of the whole quantitative easing, and now we're going to be more in debt, so taxes will have to go up in some way. But I mean, I feel that there are certain things that could be reevaluated. And, and cut as well. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, we might just have to, really. I would say I would say the way right now the private sector is looking at every segment and aspect of business that they don't need, I think government needs to do the same way. Cut the fat and I could 
I, I, I could point out some places you could cut some fat. Like if you if you need me, email us. Like you know what I'm saying. So so it, it's uh, and 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 that could you know yeah. yield great great results. So I think definitely um, that is something that that is at very least worth looking into. And then at the same time, like you said, along the lines of like all these nurses and first responders that are racking so much overtime right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, that would that wouldn't be a, a bad little thank you. Yeah. You know, yeah. something something like that, I think. And again, also, it, it could it could serve to to stimulate the economy. Yeah. Now, I had a quick question going forward. Do you think what what main differences you see economically as far as like the way we shop or just the way we do things after this? Because this um, will kind of change some things yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, bite part of the answer from the economist that was interviewed by ben shapiro on the sunday special because i thought he was spot on and then obviously I'm, I'm gonna give a little bit of my own take with the answer um and really his answer echoes a lot of what you and i have said in in previous episodes um he said that he thinks that you're going to see a lot more businesses and households have a lot more of a reserve for a rainy day. Yeah. He said that so ergo you're probably going to see a lot less frivolous spending. So certain markets that are like non-necessity, non-essential. Yeah. Markets, you might see those start to take a little bit of a dive. Yeah. But then again, a lot of those markets were overinflated anyway. Like a perfect example, the one that you used earlier, like the re the shoe resale market. Yeah. It for it was it it was an inflated market. I mean, I wasn't complaining about it because the way that I am is like, well, nobody has a gun to my head. Either I'm gonna buy it or I'm not. Yeah. Like some people have in the past have been like, oh man, that's crazy. You spent so how much did you spend on yeah. a pair of shoes? Well, yeah, but you don't understand. Like, I have my expenses a certain way. I've yeah. limited my expenses a certain way. I make a certain amount of money. So for me, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But at the end of the day, whether it is or it isn't, I've decided to pay that amount. Exactly. And like me, there were others that also decided to pay a certain amount. But all in all, you might see that go down. Because yeah. I know me, you like, I haven't looked at a fucking pair of shoes in I don't know how long yeah. because yeah. of all of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? But, and I and it'll probably be a very long while before I look into a pair of shoes. So a market like that you definitely could see see go down. I think I think you're going to you're going to see uh travel and hotel I think you're going to see that yeah. take a hit for a very very long time. Yeah. <laughs> um just a that that industry nature. probably won't even recover this year. You might start to see the recovery next year, yeah. but then that's what's scary about it is because in that time to recover, how many jobs are lost? How many companies go bankrupt? How many things don't recover? Because how many restaurants are reliant upon that travel yeah. and those hotel stays? So that's where like it, it gets it's a little bit be. icky. But at the same time. Can you blame people for not wanting to travel? I think if the news, and I think this is going to be, and, and this also coincides with the question you asked, I think this is going to be an opportunity for alternative media 
to really really it was already stepping up but i think this is going to be the opportunity for alternative media to really probably take the wheel when it comes to media yeah because if they can con um get clear concise information give it fair and balanced i i know that's that's fox's news model but but i i don't mean that i don't say that to be funny i say that to to for those words to mean what they're supposed to mean give fair and balanced news i think you're gonna see a lot more people start to lean in on that yes versus the the scare tactic mainstream media because another thing that I think is very important, and then this is getting more into like the health side of things, because I think by and large, we've covered the, the economic side of things. If everything that people died from in this country was constantly, there was a, a, a tracker in this corner, you have how many work-related deaths. In this corner, how many cardiovascular deaths. In this corner, how many diabetic deaths. In this corner, how many alcoholism deaths. In this corner, how many car accidents. In this corner, like you had all these little numbers of all the people that die yeah. from all these little things. Motherfuckers wouldn't do anything. They would stay right where they're at. Just stay there. Don't move. Yeah. And even then, there's a chance you could die. Yeah. <laughs> like even sitting like right there, like where you're at, there's a chance that you could die. But I think that's something very indicative of the perspective of numbers yes are these numbers real yes are these numbers tragic yes are these numbers something to be aware of yes but right now as we see it they're not any, they're not numbers to be any more aware of than cardiovascular disease because if you want the reality cardiovascular disease kills way more people a year than this is expected to kill I didn't know this. I was seeing a statistic from the CDC. Uh, there's about 250,000 medical errors deaths a year. 250,000 medical error deaths. If you put that number on the news right now, you know how many people would not go see their doctor? <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if you take all these numbers and you put them in the proper context, well... Yeah, you you want to be aware. You don't want to fucking eat a cheeseburger and fries every day. Uh, so, but some you know, people will still do it every day, right? You know, you might want to work out a little bit more. All these numbers help paint a picture. So these COVID nineteen numbers will also help paint a picture of, like we said, wash your hands, maybe keep a little bit of distance, like Trump was talking about. Maybe yeah. we'll eliminate a little bit of 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 uh, a handshaking, which. I didn't know this, but he was saying that the Dr. Deborah Bricks was saying that if people just stopped shaking hands, that it would almost cut the flu numbers down by half. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. not Trump saying, because I know people right away, they want to jump. Oh, Trump doesn't know what he's talking about. That's yeah. the doctor yeah, lady, yeah. Deborah Bricks, yeah. that said that. Yeah. And, and it's wild because like, if you think about how this just changes how you are, Yesterday, I went to go get my oil changed. Uh, well, that's why I showed you that video of Jimmy. And um, he was like, yeah, I've noticed you've stayed away from me. Like, you've actually been doing good at that. And it, it is a little awkward because like, every time he would like move towards me, I would just kind of move. Because I know he wanted to mouth kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he did. No, no. but it's like, it's a little awkward at first, but then it's like, well, just be conscious. Just 
six yeah. feet, six feet. Like, and I was thinking of it from from my perspective because I move around a lot more than 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 he does, and and like just my field is just Jesus Christ. So I I don't want to bring that to anybody. So I'm being socially conscious, but I mean that's just something that you just make it the norm. Uh, the COVID shake, which is like the elbow. <laughs> I mean, just do that. Um, if if you're gonna pick up something like what we you you went, uh, I, I forgot where we went. Where you were driving, and then you went to go pump gas. You had the gloves, mm-hmm. you had the hand sanitizer. That's just like I I, I disinfected pretty much the whole car beforehand. Yeah, yeah like stuff like that. It's it's just you know. Little bit extra precaution, yeah. little bit extra time, but you know if it could prevent something, especially to the time that we can get these numbers down to where they're far more manageable. Yeah. Or you know the we're seeing that the treatments are working in droves. Even though I have heard a personal testimony from somebody who was saying that his best friend's father contracted COVID nineteen was at the hospital was on a ventilator and he was given the hydroxychloroquine and two days later he was off the ventilator not out of the hospital but off the ventilator wow so uh, as you see that start to come in to 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 work on things and that was the cool thing about about the 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 person that that um ben shapiro interviewed the doctor slash professor the yeah. one that was taking sort of the middle ground of the whole thing, he was saying, well, we're so focused on the bad news, but there are pockets of good news yeah, that yeah. are stemming. It takes time. And that's where I, that was the point that I was making when it comes to the, the alternative media is alternative media content creators, the Tim Pools, I'm sure he already knows. The Crowders, I'm sure he already knows. The Shapiros, I'm sure they he already knows. Those guys know. But the other ones, the ones that are like you and me, the, yeah. the, the ones that are are, are 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 brewing, the commentators, all of these people, this is your chance to take the wheel because yeah, yeah. this is your chance to like tell the Don Lemons and the Anderson Cooper, all right, you, thanks for the fear, but... Here's what we really do here, know. This is what we know yeah. and... Like we're gonna go this way because we're giving the same information you're giving, but we're also giving this too. Yeah, and how innovative is it to have an economist and have a doctor, dude? What when I when I was talking to you about it, I was like, man, the only thing is that I wish that there would have been some sort of a debate or like Which a time been, yeah. where all of them were talking. Should have been very healthy. Would have probably been like the Pulitzer Prize report of the year because yeah. this is everybody. This is a commentator, a guy in the middle, a guy on the medical side, and a guy on the on the economist side. Four people. One is just a commentator, would sort of sort of sort of serve as the mediator, and let them all say their piece. Yeah. You tell me a better piece of reporting than that than <laughs> that in a time like this. So that's what I'm saying. Meanwhile, I, CNN is like, oh, uh, look how rude Trump was with this reporter. Who the fuck cares? Exactly. Who cares? Exactly. <laughs> Please. And, and like they're worried about that or, or th- there was another report. And it's like, I understand people have their little niche markets, but are we saying the news or are we giving 
people in niche markets their news like there was another one was like well the rainbow still rises even during during this time lgbtq community will make sure to celebrate through through webcams or with some shit no one gives a fuck about no no pride yeah. no fucking parade of any sort of anybody motherfuckers are trying to survive and get their job back like what are you I, talking about? I saw this article it was it was I, I was on reddit and it was from some sort of feminist periodical and it said something along the lines of uh while the world is focused on covid19 and reports come out that there's a shortage of latex let's remember how much harder it is for women to have birth control and then it said women birth control gain weight hormones and then a bunch of other uh complaints and then it said male hormones uh, uh male um male um birth control method condom it's uncomfortable like so pretty much saying like men have less complaints than women really like what do you what? okay what, what yeah i know <laughs> i know your sentiment and, i wish and, people could see your face and, and i saw this other one this year I, and the, what's crazy is the chick got banned from twitter and oh. it's interesting i didn't even predict that we would go down this route but i would like to hear your take on this yeah. uh because i i do want to make another point about about the economy and and um finances before we jump into the next segment so there was a tweet this chick she's a nurse and she tweeted this girl has the nerve to come in here and get std tested in the middle of the covid 19 you could go straight to hell you whore so now granted that's at face value that that comes off as very like just just goddamn but <laughs> <laughs> what the girl what the girl was saying because like there were a few tweets that where she was trying to explain herself before she got booted and mm. like oh a whole bunch of feminists and people were like like getting crazy with her and stuff like that what she was saying is that had you conducted yourself reasonable and like only like yeah i don't know maybe like slept with one guy or like yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. reason whatever behavior you conducted to come in here in the middle of all of this probably is it's reasonable to believe that it was probably some like really irrational unwise behavior yeah but for it to be so unwise and to be done in a time where like we need our medical staff focused on something else is really a testament to who you are as a person yeah. so she deemed it proper to call her a whore yeah oh. so obviously <laughs> like a bunch of like feminists and everybody they jumped on at this lady on twitter whatever she got reported and she got booted but I've been harsher with people that done less, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> but I like to be honest, like I've been a lot harsher. I mean, like, just what are you doing going out to the fucking bar? And like, yeah. I've actually fucking told some people, like, you're an asshole, you know that, right? And like, damn, like at face value, he just went to have a drink with a few people but it's not the time nor the fucking place yeah stay yeah, home yeah. so i mean i think the std thing the the testing i think that takes it to a whole new level yeah like bitch what is wrong with you yeah and and like <laughs> i mean they have the whole mccormick place it's a whole fucking literally that's where the auto show goes 
Mm-hmm. That's now. And the auto show only takes up half of it. Yeah. They're allocating the whole thing yes. to like like With a, a pop-up hospital. Yeah. yeah. So so think of that. Before you do something stupid and irrational, like that girl, or or something that you could do at home with less people? Because my my rationale for that whole thing is like, if you had been conducting yourself reasonably and responsibly, yeah, you may still want to get tested because, yeah. you know, a lot of people get tested yearly or whatever, but you would not deem it necessary to go right now. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like you, it would not yeah. be a thing. I gotta go now, like in the middle of all this COVID shit. Yeah, because you know what I'm saying. So that that's an indicator that you were probably doing some wild ass shit. Yeah, that to each his own. This yeah. is no judgment. Where you get judged is when you fucking interfere with like in essential things for yes. your for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Right now it's like war war time. Like I've never seen it. Like McCormick Place. The nurses, like, they're getting paid just, like, what, like, 13000 a week. But, like, their shifts are 12-hour shifts, 21 days straight, two days off. They never go home. They're going to have a hotel room. You go to work, you go to the hotel room. You go to work, you go to the hotel room. You go to the work. So, like, your whole life is upended. If you had uh, your, your job, well, that's just not getting in the way of our shit, COVID patients. So, yes. We're compensating you with with good money, which is decent. But you will sacrifice everything, and up you will have to uproot everything for at least the next three months. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like this is this is where we're at with the stuff, like the preparation. So before you you make it worse, think about it. Is it worth it? You know? And and it's like even like <laughs> they're saying you're saving lives by staying home. You kind of are because there's no way you could spread it if you're not out and about. So I try and stay home as much as possible, but I am obviously I have stuff to do. Yeah, We have businesses, businesses to run. And then the people that you're always with, you know, you're going to be around them anyway. So it's just the natural course. But what, what they're trying to say is don't fucking go out. And well, that's how we lost rights really as yeah. a city was because people, took that and were excessive with it like yeah what do you, like, really you want to celebrate for saint patty's day like you couldn't wait so for some other time and now the city steps in or the the state steps in and says well you guys can't conduct yourselves so we're going to take that away we're going to take that away we're going to take that away because we first gave you the freedom to 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 hold yourself accountable and you didn't exactly so, so it's it's definitely a crazy time. Something that this whole thing has, I wouldn't say it taught me, but it reinforced was the knowledge that the route that I've been on as far as, you know, achieving a pen, independence and self-actualization and, and all of that, it just made me that much more gl- happy and glad that I had been taking that route. And I feel like once this all passes, it's going to just ramp up drastically because of this feeling of, of to some certain degree, feeling caged or in bondage. You know, so I I think that's, uh, I don't know, I've been thinking about that lately and I I just feel like it's going to be real, real different uh, 
in a good way, you know, like for me personally, obviously what opportunities they're going to be out there to make a move on. Well, that's yet to be determined, but when the opportunities present themselves is like, you know, I'll be ready. Well, yeah. And then not only that, but like your circle, cause I, I, I saw someone, let me see if I could actually pull up the thread, but, but it's, it goes to show how important all this stuff really is. So, Oh, well, it has nothing to do with this situation, but in a way it does if you really look at the macro worldview. So, again, Life Math Money, the the Twitter account, which they're very great. They always have pretty good uh, tweets. He said, two important things to judge women by, their relationships with their father and their sexual past. You're welcome. And then a girl said, why do you have to judge women anyway? And then that's when I was like, well, you have to judge everyone. And the better judge of character you are, the better quality of people you will have around you. Now, during a time like this, um, you do want a better quality of people. You you wish at this time, not only yourself, because that's another thing too, is you hang around people, you kind of ask, you see yourself, either you see yourself or you see someone you aspire to be like yeah. in those people, right? Like, oh... Like, on the music stuff, like, we surrounded ourselves by really good artists, yeah. really good producers. On, on the, the what well, we used to do skits, like, everyone that was like-minded when it comes to, to other business ventures, like-minded. And we, you gravitate towards those people because they're on the same path. They're, they want the same thing. And seeing this situation also makes me appreciate that, like you said. Big time. Because, I mean, yes, right now is the time to have your... Your stuff ready, but not only that, have a team. Let's do let's do this. Let's yeah. take over the world. Let's make the world a better place. Also, even even in in that regard that you mentioned, but also even in the regard of like looking out for one another. Yeah. Yeah. That that has that has been a, a big thing. And yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And and uh like it like it, it said you are the sum of the yeah. five people you hang around with the yeah. most. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that that definitely um that that range true. Can you repeat that tweet again though? Like I, I just wanna like make sure that I, I heard like every aspect of it correctly. Um the life math money t- yeah. tweet, right? Uh two important things to judge women by their relationship with their father and their sexual past. Yeah. You're welcome. He always, it's funny because he always says stuff or she, because it could be a girl. I don't think it's a girl, but I, th- but it could be Yeah. Um, that it really, it strikes to the core of the hard truths of the world. Yes. Yes. That, like the truths that like people don't want to talk about. They're not, they're not talked about in classrooms. And they could be deemed, I don't want to say irrational because they're not irrational but like they could be deemed like uh, controversial very very controversial but very true so why why does our political climate right now as a society make this controversial when it should just be the truth exactly and and and, uh, like it was funny because when i read that my wife was like you're always you've always been very like um judgmental of of women and i was like no 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 i just look at women from 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 this scope because like this this is actually by far very similar to 
how I would look at a woman. Like I would, I would actually pay attention yeah, to her relationship no, 100%, with her father. Yeah, no, one hundred percent, Those two yeah. things unequivocally, you have to, you have to pay attention to. Yeah, and 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 those are, you know. So I was like, yeah. So I, I all I'm saying is, if I'm buying into something, I want to know how iffy it looks to me. If you, even yeah. even when it comes to sexual past, it's interesting because. People will be like, oh, well, she, what if, what if she doesn't, what if you don't know or whatever the case, even that is an indicator because you don't know. So that means that she's used some level of discretion because if it like, depending on the level of discretion, you could find out the person, like the person's past and it'll be like, well, damn, like, how did it get back to you? that's that's a that's a degree of indiscretion which is also an indicator yes you know what i'm saying so yeah 100 like you have to and again yeah. it's it's the investment aspect and make no mistake about it by and large the world views things like that i'll give you an example i recently watched zombie land 2 i was just telling you about it yeah and in that movie that well, I pretty much told you, but to anybody listening, it's going to be a little bit of a spoiler. Jesse Eisenberg's character in that movie, at the end of the first movie, he he got up with Emma Stone. Like, they be, pretty much became boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. So in this movie, time has passed, and he's pretty much looking to take things to the next step in a world of zombies, but he still loves this girl, and like he wants to be with her. She doesn't feel ready. Stuff happens. They, she leaves. Well, he meets another girl in Zombieland who's good looking, not like as smart as Emma Stone, but she's good looking. He's been without her for a while, Emma Stone. So he gets busy with this girl, right? So time passes in the movie or whatever, and then like, uh, pretty much. Long story short, Jesse Eisenberg and Emma Stone end up back together. Yeah. Now. The, the crowd responds favorably to that. Men and women across the board respond favorably to that. But now, if you take that same scenario and you put the girl that was the one that, like, met some dude, had sex with him, and then, like, got back with Jesse Eisenberg, yeah. the crowd would be like, oh, don't take her fucking back. Like, because if you yeah. notice, if you look at, like, threads of, like, when people comment on Forrest Gump, that's one of the biggest things they say about that movie. Oh, man. The, um, uh, she left she fucked all these dudes and like came back after she had AIDS because the movie doesn't specify that she had AIDS yeah. but you could pretty much infer from the time frame of that it's taking place yeah, yeah. to her behavior that she contracted AIDS Yeah, and, and like by and large across the board almost and this is not just me this is a bunch of comments that I've read and from people that I know yeah. they've had that same that same sentiment like oh Jenny was a weak ass bitch. Like she went, did her thing, got back up with Forrest when, when like she had AIDS and he yeah. was rich, that type of shit. Yeah. 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 People don't respond as favorably to it. So, so a lot of times something like that, a reason I bring that whole thing up is because something like that, I will say something like that, like at a dinner table, like where people were just having a yeah. conversation about culture and everything like that. And people will be like, oh, you don't like women. This is, No, yeah. it's not that. It's just that if you even get an honest woman 
You yeah. get an honest woman that don't got none to lose. She's not trying to impress nobody or be favored by anybody. And you tell her the same thing that I just told you. An honest woman would be like, yes, even I look at her funny versus yeah. the man. I don't look at him that way. Exactly. It's just a natural thing. And this is and people yeah. will be like, oh, that's that's um, what, what do they call it uh, in an. Uh, social construct like you made that shit up society yeah. made that up no like i really don't think society made that no up. i think i think it's it's just a, a natural thing and, and it's not something that i would say is definitive though either because like i i as an individual make the choice of whether or not i pursue the person after i know this information but i'm an individual and i get to choose and i get to look at these things and judge this person and and really everybody gets judged right but i i think i think the the thing is is like when because the whole thing started with you sort of mentioning inner circles yeah and why there's a certain type of people that are are in in our inner circle yes and a big part of why they're in our inner circle is because we know we don't deem anything about their past that makes them unworthy yes. of being in that inner circle. Yes. By and large, because it's mostly men, but when it comes to women, other other behaviors are judged yes. differently. So yeah. I think I think that that does reign very true with life, math, money said, and like what you're pretty much, you know, your statements are consistent with is yeah, like, you know, in a time like this, you do realize, all right, like, what is the caliber of person I'm around? Yes. The type of conversations we're having. What did we learn? Who's talking about what they learned from this? Because I know you've learned a lot. I know I've learned a lot. And I've talked to people who have learned a lot. But I know people that are out there. Yeah. I don't know them personally. But, like, you know, in passing here and there, they ain't learned a damn thing. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, again, that's one of those things. It's like it's not, a ju- it's not about judgment. It's more about, all right, I'm going to keep you over there. You yeah. stay, stay like you know, in your area, and then, and then I'm gonna be over here, and a a, a testament to to life, math, money's uh, tweets. Two of my last tweets, well, one is a retweet, and then one is a comment, are from tweets from from that Twitter handle. So uh, this is one of them. Ninety nine percent of humanity is just a simple program. Yeah. If pleasure, seek. If pain, avoid. Few men conquer this instinct and even fewer women. Again, something that could be very, deemed very controversial, but in my observation of the world does seem to be the truth. Yeah. And then another one where I commented, this is one of my tenets, always recognize reality no matter how painful it is, especially if it's painful. I think so much of today, and this was before the whole COVID-19 thing, but I think so much of today does that. Like, they, oh, no, no pills, oh, drink, I don't want to recognize, I don't want to look at it. And that particular tweet is consistent with one of my favorite Edgar Allan Poe quotes, and it's, if you wish to forget anything on the spot, make note that this is the thing that is to be remembered. Yeah, that's just wow. I, and and I wholeheartedly believe that, and I've and I've always believed that type of stuff. Like this hurts me. I hate this feeling. Let me live here for a while. Let yeah. me figure it out, and like let me take this with me. Let me preserve this to a certain yeah, degree. Yeah. 
And again, what's badass is because since we were coincidentally on the subject, in Zombieland 2, there's a badass quote by Jesse Eisenberg. He says, when something bad happens, three things can happen. It'll define you, it'll destroy you, or it'll strengthen you. Yeah. And and that and 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 depending on how you analyze the situation, if you recognize it, if you run from it, if you remember it, depending on what route you take, it'll it'll have a, a certain effect. Yeah, most definitely. Very, very interesting. Um moving on to the next segment. So you sent this meme. So far I think it's the meme of 2020 <laughs> uh uh some memes are great some are not so great um but i thought this one was pretty awesome so go. you sent it it says you get 20 minutes to discuss business and creative ideas with one of them who are you choosing and there's nine people to choose from there's charlemagne the god kanye west dave Chappelle, jay-z p diddy 50 cent Joe Budden, Dr. Dre, and LeBron James. LeBron James. 20 minutes to discuss business and creative ideas with one of them. Again, LeBron James, Dr. Dre, Joe Budden, 50 Cent, P. Diddy, Jay-Z, Dave Chappelle, Kanye West, Charlemagne the God. Good Lord. I wish there were more memes like this because this really got, and not just me, a lot of our friends, like it really got the gears yeah. turning. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of memes are just simple, ah, you know, laugh, whatever. But this one was something that's just like, if you really think about it, and all of our friends, they went down their little rabbit hole of thoughts. As you put it, some of them you felt were pussyfooting. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. They're sort of beating around the bush, like talking about resources and this and that. It's like, what's well, 20-minute conversation? Who you going with? Yeah. <laughs> so once you sent it, I was quick to narrow it down to three. Yeah. And my three were, were Jay-Z, Dr. Dre, and Kanye West. Yeah. Um, who were your top three? My three were, were uh, Jay-Z, Dr. Dre, and Charlemagne. Oh, and w why? Why those three? Um, well, Dr. Dre, obviously his background and his successes, like, like if you look at what he hones in on, that shit turns to gold. Yeah. That's his whole life. It's just all gold here, gold there. I mean, he's the godfather of rap. So on the creativity's tip, amazing. On on the business side of things, beats. Like, how'd that come about? Like, I, that would just be very interesting. He would be my last one out of the three. My second one would be Charlemagne. Charlemagne, I feel like he... His schedule would be something that we could see in the near future. So I feel like the the 20 minute conversation would be very resourceful as far as like the world see he's the type of guy like he started i think in the wendy williams show if i'm mm -hmm. not mistaken then became a, a radio host with the breakfast club and then all of a sudden hit his niche right and then and then just fucking blew up oh i'm gonna write a book oh i'm gonna do a reality tv show oh i'm gonna have a podcast oh i'm gonna go here oh i'm gonna make the best interviews oh i'm gonna so, and I feel like in our mind, we're that type of person. We're like, if we get like successful at one thing, we're going to just want to go to another world. 
yeah. oh i want to look uh, so like my questions would be based off of like how did you like switch your gears like how did jumping in like to reality tv you've never done that you you did radio hosting how would you how'd you do that so in that sense i feel like it would just be like really interesting to see like what his mindset was and how like his scheduling and and how he did like how how do you like do a podcast episode and then change your mind and uh in in that one hour drive and get to reality tv mode yeah and then fucking go back to a podcast like i just that would be very interesting to me and then jay-z just because like the different business ventures that that he's done so like i always remember the the you don't know verse because like that was like telling the future like I, I that shit to me is like one of the dopest verses just because of like where he was at that moment yeah and where he ended up he was literally he spoke everything into existence he's like uh when he's talking about making millions and doubling up and doubling up so like with him it would be more so on like the longevity of things and then also like what made you jump into these yeah. things right because like everything that he's done has not been the best but has been in the maybe top 10 during the time like his shoes oh that was like cool for a while then rockaware yeah okay cool now title you know it's yeah. not the biggest but like yeah, yeah. he's always a contender yeah do say well that's the that's his stuff right i'm um, not sure yeah he has like a liquor that's pretty good but diddy has the liquor thing going on so it's like but he always competes yeah and 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 then he's creative like us like we've we have a creative side to us so like i think he would also understand that and maybe we would understand like what the balance is because a businessman creative guy you don't usually get that too much you really like a lot of business people they're not very creative no no that's why that was a very good meme because there were a lot of people that i felt heavily leaned one way more than the other yeah like diddy for instance i've never found him a particularly great creative guy no but business hell yeah so if like it was just about business i'd probably lean more towards him yeah Chappelle, more on the creative side because Chappelle is worth a lot of money but Chappelle has that money not necessarily through business ventures yeah through his his craft you yeah. know what i'm saying but he he just just like a genius when it comes at, to ex, like you know yeah and, philosophy and, and, and where and i like your i like your sentiment with like charlemagne i think like he he is one of the more balanced ones even though i don't think that he's that creative i think oh. he understands creativity though like talking yeah. to all these different artists but he himself is not creative so that's why my list came down to jay-z dr dre and kanye west because i feel like those three out of the whole list were the three that stuck out the most in being in being balanced. Yeah. Dre, for all the reasons you said. One more, though, that I would add is I would like his philosophy on mentorship because if you notice, think about this, Jimmy Iovine mentored Dre, who mentored Eminem, who mentored 50 Cent. It's like there's yeah. something about their pupils yeah. that it's just like, all right, like, 
here's the here's the gift go make your way in the world here's yeah. the gift you know what i'm saying and they all have their ways they all have yeah it's not like they're all like you know carbon cutter yeah exactly yeah. but yeah that's a better phrase carbon copy of, of one another um they all have their own way about themselves but all are very successful in the realms yeah so i think that that's very interesting so i would like his philosophy on that like the mentorship aspect of yeah. things uh, and when it comes to business and, and creativity, Kanye West, I feel like he's he leans more towards the creative side, bec- and I think his businesses are wildly successful because he's so creative. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So the shooting and everything like that. Um, so that conversation would obviously lean more creative, but what I like from Kanye is I like the mentality of going against the grain and always making it work for you. Yeah. Like you're really doing like the contrary of what everybody would tell you to do, but yes. yet for you it always works. Like how <laughs> who in in a in a time of Trump hatred would wear a MAGA hat <laughs> and and then yet it, and yet it yield great results. Yeah. It <laughs> makes no great, sense. Great cultural results. And 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 great financial results. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the wildest shit. Like that. That's so. Like that's definitely something that I would love to pick his brain about. And then, um, Jay Z, obviously, for every reason that you mentioned, I feel is the most balanced of them. Like, yeah, good creative ventures, good business ventures, has a solid understanding of both sides. Yeah. Um. And, you know, his wife is creative, yet business. Uh, he's creative, yet business. So he is from that world of you can be creative and you could be in business and be successful at both. And the more successful you are at one, it'll help the other one become more successful and yeah. back and forth. So obviously that would be the reason why he would be number one on that list. So like I do agree with you. Since we're in the realm of that type of stuff, I know this is very hard, but fuck it. If you could pick three oh, people from any time in history to have dinner with, who oh, would it be? Shit. It doesn't have to be like super well thought out because I know that's a very hard question that yeah. you would probably want like 24 hours to think about, but right here on the spot. Winston Churchill would definitely be one. Okay, that's, that's good. That's definitely like I would fucking, that'd be great. Uh,. Shit. Would it be to what? What would be? Oh God! Now you're like <laughs> now you're like Donnell and Big Baby. <laughs> what resources do they have? Are we having a? Are we, are we drinking coffee or wine? Like, what were you just? Saying? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um. No, but go ahead. Ask your question. Yeah. What were you gonna ask? No, because I was gonna say, would it be like people that you admire, or or just anyone in anyone, history? Anyone. Anyone. Obviously, a little bit of a reason as to why, but it could be anyone. Yeah, because I mean, I it think could be a, a family member that passed away. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so so not not like anyone big thro- figures. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it doesn't have like anyone. Three people from any time in history that you would, if you could sit down and have dinner with, and just talk. Um, but they have to be people that actually exist. It can't be like a, a made up motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, definitely Winston Churchill. Um, I think, 
Let me see who else. I, I, this one might be kind of controversial because it's like somebody that I would never rock with, but I think like a young Hitler because like I feel like the corruption of a person and like what he did, like yeah. what led to that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like what, what made you want to do some shit like that? And obviously it's in the same same time frame. And obviously like Winston Churchill, I'm a big fan of. So yeah. like it, it would be kind of like knowing your enemy type yeah, shit. Yeah, you would almost be like the the mediator to a debate right there in a sense. You yeah. know what I'm saying between both of them. Yeah, exactly. Like it. Would... No, yeah, I don't. I don't think there's anything inherently inherently wrong with with such a thing because yeah, I don't think I would, but I could see a lot of people picking. A lot of capitalists picking Karl Marx just to ask him, "What the fuck were you thinking?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, so yeah, no, I did, there's no right or wrong answer. I think that's actually a pretty good answer because some of the best conversations you have and some of the most informative ones are the ones of with people that totally disagree with you. Yeah, yeah. So, and then obviously this would not be a strength of mine, but would be something like an eye opener, like Napoleon. As a like, just field general, and just land, and I think that would be very interesting. And I think like a lot of the, like the stuff here is more like philosophical, and then like on some ground troops type stuff. So more so like knowing, you know. So yeah. a lot of this stuff, I think, like a conversation w- with with all three would help me understand my side, which would be kind of Winston Churchill side. Then the kind of facing an enemy, right? Because I would obviously ask pretty tough questions to to Adolf, and then and then as far as like Napoleon, that'd just be badass. Just to like how 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 did you fucking run shit? How did you do this? How did you do that? Yeah. So I think that would be very uh, interesting dinner table talk. Real decent. Oh yeah. How about you? Um. Ronald Reagan. Too great. Steve Jobs. And Mitch Connors. Damn, that, that's already a good-ass lineup. Yeah, Ronald Reagan, Steve Jobs. Um, and... Actually, I, I, could, I could see myself... I could see uh, a Hitler in that conversation. I think... For the reasons of, for me, the reasons of, like this, like to see what the spirit was like to 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 bring Germany from where it was after World War One. Yeah. To damn near con- almost conquering the world, like like complete and utter destruction. To the point where it almost conquered the world, and to truly get to the psychology of why, 
Because you got to think yeah. about that. Like, you got to think about the level of resentment and the level of angst that, like, was persistent in that and why he could never find a way to hone that to, like, a more productive route in terms of the betterment of the world. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like the same questions you kind of would have for, like, Darth Vader. Like, why? Yeah. But, like, you're, like... You're Darth Vader. Not, yeah, and not so much why, because I'm sure he had the reasons, but how come you never could have, like... Yeah, the, the circum route. Circumvented the route, to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because you and I have seen fucked up shit and, you know, dealt with game bangers and stuff, so, like, we have an inherent level of angst in us, but we don't choose to take that angst yeah. and, like, do heinous shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like that angst, you take it and, like... We we were creative, or 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 we think outside the box, or whatever. So it, it's not so much that like you have the angst, but you how come you didn't do anything else with it? That yeah, and and it's like see, it's it's different because it reminds me of uh, uh, True Detective. I think Batman and True Detective have like the the most <laughs> references on our show, but anyway. Uh, remember when when uh, Woody Harrelson's character goes out and shoots the the pedophile dude? Mm -hmm. Like no questions asked. That's the angst that I feel like. That's the level of angst. But see, that's like a real sudden, yeah, moment in the moment, yeah. in the moment type shit. Like for you to just prolong that and say, "All right, well, yeah, I'm I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna make them pay." And like never in your mind be like, "Well, there could be a better way." Yeah. You just go that route and then proceed to take over countries and it actually become like a reality like this yeah. is a lot more this could happen this right. might not you know nazi germany like might you're putting take people over. in ovens yeah crying out loud like yeah, yeah like, like in fucking oven yeah like human-sized oven like that's that's like a wild concept and even in today's world and we're dealing with covid but like it's it's kind of unimaginable really and then what, like, well, what did you, how? Like, it went from, okay, national pride, nationalism, that's an understanding. Even even today with what we're dealing with, you're going to start seeing that become even, people double down on that. Like, let's focus on, on us, on some Wakanda forever type shit, because this would minimize something like that, like a virus. So I could understand that, but then at what point is it like, well... They're the ops. We're gonna go exterminate everyone. Like that's like if, if if our economy went downhill, uh, which it currently is. But let's say like we we had to be quarantined for like six months, and like now this shit is just dead, and we were rising after that, and then we decided to go fucking exterminate China, Chinese people. Yeah, that it would be the equivalent of that. Like that is a wild concept. Okay, yes, it came from China, but now you want to kill every Chinese person? They have to pay for this? Exactly. And 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 that would be a very interesting conversation based off of just that alone. So your three were 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 Hitler, Churchill, and and, and uh Napoleon. Okay. God damn. Real decent. Real Hell decent. Yeah. Um before we end the episode, I got these questions from the Ben Shapiro Sunday special. I'm going to ask uh, all five just rapid fire few word responses for each one he asked these five questions of all three people that he had on the show I thought they were great questions so I would like to get your take on this 
Again, disclaimer, these are Ben Shapiro's questions, but I thought they were great questions, so I'm going to regurgitate them. How should the world treat China after this? Meaning after this whole COVID-19 thing. They should look at manufacturing outside of there, so you better, if, if you notice everything that's made for the most part in your house is made in China, so that just goes to show how one-sided it's been. So definitely re-review everything and don't focus on only them. Will the measures that we are now taking be temporary or become the norm? Obviously, you can't predict the future, but what do you think? Um, the, It'll be temporary. I mean, it should be the norm, really, but it'll be temporary knowing... Knowing what we know. So even like the restaurants closing down and you think that it should be the norm? What do you mean? The measures, will the measures that we are taking now become, be temporary or become the norm? So everything, every measure that we're taking now, you think it should be the norm? No, it'll be, I should, I think it should be temporary. Uh Did I say the norm? My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Temporary, temporary. My bad. Okay. What can we do to deal with such events if it happens again? Learn from the past and have, have, I think the past is a gateway to the future in the sense of preparation. So be prepared. What does America look like six months from now? Six months from now, uh, recession (laughs) for sure. Um, about the same as as now in regards as as uh what people are are going through struggling this is not going to go away but obviously we'll be open like the economy will be running at least not to the same extent before but we'll be starting to pick up the pieces and it's cool that you answered like that because the way you ended that answer coincides with the last question how long before things go back to how they were economically before all of this so unemployment all-time lows market all-time highs how long before we see that again probably like a decade from now eight years i think eight years is maybe too light i think probably like 10 to 12 years but yeah interesting well That's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Uh, Remember, share us. We're out there on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, Apple, Google, all that stuff. Follow us on Twitter at HangingWithApes. See you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.